0: SVOPA podcast.
1: Here are your hosts, Michael and Joe. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the SVOPA podcast for July 2014. Don't forget, you can get in contact at podcast at svopa.co.uk. And uh, hi, Joe, how are you this month?
2: I'm fine, thanks. I can't believe we're up to episode 30.
1: I know, know, it was summer we set up, wasn't it? And it's like, let's see how it goes. 30 episodes. That's
2: yeah, I think we deserve a prize or a medal or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Maybe a month off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I think we get shouted out for that.
1: We would actually, yeah. Um, quite a short podcast ahead. A couple of articles because it's been obviously quite quiet. Um, so what have we got though. coming up
2: though? Oh, we have an interview that I've been waiting for for ages and it was an absolute pleasure to do. Um, Sister Frances, um, as she was known Back when I was at school in the eighties, who is now Sister Patricia, we did a brilliant interview with her, and it was an absolute pleasure.
1: It was. It was great talking to her again. I mean, I saw her a few months ago, and had a quick chat with her then. And, but and we managed to finally get it to happen and get a date, what suited us all, didn't we?
2: We did. Yeah, it took some planning, but yeah, um, I just she she taught me braille and um, also dragged me through my. English exams because I was going through the transition of print to Braille and she made sure that I got both my English uh, language and literature O levels so I owe her a debt of gratitude big time
1: (laughs) and the wonderful thing is she's gone full circle hasn't she really she's back at the school teaching Braille today as well which
2: is she is which is fantastic because young people are still getting the benefit of her experience and she is a real expert in it
1: and one of the things what I think touched us both was the fact that she she learned braille to read it as a sighted person but with her fingers as opposed to her yeah. eyes which most braille teachers do which is not really the ideal but I think we would probably do the same if we were teaching braille we had some sight wouldn't we
2: Yeah well, a lot of people do so yes yeah, she was you know she she did it properly I suppose you would say and that's that's brilliant so she knew where we were all coming from where we were struggling with it I suppose <laughs>
1: And can you just hear them seagulls in Timber? It's just not
2: fun. It's I'll lovely, isn't it? It's absolutely fab. The weather's gorgeous.
1: Well, talking sort of holiday places, the other thing we've done is we've had a few people get together <clears throat> and talk about the Blackpool um, weekend. Uh, actually, it was really a, a meetup, wasn't it? It turned into a weekend. And we had 15 people in total, and it was, it was really good. And a few people, like I said, got together and have talked about it as well.
2: Yeah, so um, shall, we, shall we start with that?
1: Yeah, go on then. I think we should.
3: Hi, everyone. It's Danielle, and with me is Michael, Holly, Joe, Pat, and Lauren. Yes,
1: remember. Hi,
3: Danielle. Hi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. And we thought we'd kind of have a little bit of a get together over the phone and Skype to talk a little bit about the Blackpool weekend that we had. Uh, it was about two or three weeks ago now, wasn't it? Gosh, that's gone quick.
4: Yeah. What? Um,
3: yeah. So, did everyone, I think everyone came on the Friday apart from Lauren and Joe, is that right? Were we all yeah, on Friday?
0: and
3: Holly. Oh, and Holly, We're yeah. Holly. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, me, you and Pat were there for the weekend. We
3: were there on Friday, weren't we? we were, so yeah. what did you two kinda of think to the to the hotel and, and how they kinda of looked after us and, and your rooms most importantly as well?
4: Well I I think I should take the lead on that seeing Mike um did most of the booking and sorting of the hotel. Yeah. Um I found them very good, very helpful and really enjoyable and I thought the um The standard was excellent. I was very happy with the hotel. The food was reasonable. The staff were very, very good and very well aware. Um, I noticed, um, I think Mike said prior to that, they'd rang him up and checked who was visually impaired, who had sight, um, who was totally blind, and who had guide dogs. So they obviously did their research, and I think it showed.
3: Yeah, they did. They um. I know they rang me as well a couple of weeks before before the weekend just to, to like you say, to ask kind of all the ins and outs. Yeah. And, yeah, they were they were very good. As
4: as I, I, I would just say I think there was a bit of an issue for some people with booking. And, I um, mean, they might manage to sort most of it out in the end. But there was some issues um, when people were trying to ring up and book rooms of their own.
1: There yeah. was. I ended up booking most of it for everyone, apart from the uh, for, from you, really, Danielle, didn't I? Yeah,
3: I was going to say we managed to get ours all right, but yeah.
1: <laughs> but it was single rooms. Didn't just didn't have any. But we we stayed at Liberty on the Square in Blackpool, which was one of the Shearings hotels, and I, I think we were all pretty impressed. Like I said, at the way they, they looked after us and the and the service we received throughout the whole weekend. Yes,
4: yeah, I yeah, I certainly can't fault the service when we got there.
3: It was really well-located as well, I thought, the hotel, because, I mean, I I haven't... Well, I've been to Blackpool once before, but I didn't really get to go and kind of wander around and, and yeah. find, you know, where things were. So I was quite surprised kind of how near to everything it was. but And we were so lucky with the weather that it meant we could kind of go out and have a wander in the evening, you know, and, and everything as well, couldn't we? So, which was nice. Yeah, well, from my point of view, I
4: think the weather made the weekend...
3: To oh, be definitely. honest,
4: it was absolutely good. And I think when you go back to the um, situation of a venue, yeah, it was right at the north end of the promenade and um, there was a crossing right by the hotel to get across. Uh, there was, It wasn't always easy crossing the tram lines as a visually impaired person, I've got to admit, but you're going to get that wherever you go in Blackpool and other cities. <coughs> um, but also, and I mean to say, there was as a guide dog owner, too, I mean, so we did manage to find somewhere reasonably close to the hotel where we could um, take the guide dogs, didn't we, Mike?
1: We did. Um, yeah, so once we'd found it, it wasn't too bad, was it, really? No. No,
3: yeah, that's nice. I think the dogs had uh, had quite a nice weekend, didn't they? They worked hard because there was a lot of walking, but they seemed to be quite happy, didn't they?
4: Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, so obviously... Um, my dog's getting a bit older now, and I think he was feeling the work, particularly. I mean, say to be honest, for a couple of nights, we walked the full length of virtually up the pier, uh, at, sorry, up the promenade um, right down from right past North Pier, Central Pier, right down to South Pier. And i um, well got to thank, because um, my brother was also on the weekend, and I mean to say, we were able to give the dog a rest a couple of nights because someone took him on the lead and walked him and. Got to really thank Karen, uh, Mike's wife, um, who kind of ended up guiding
1: myself and my brother. Mm-hmm. She did. She was happy with two older men.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you ran off with the younger woman, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. Typical weekend in Blackpool, sounds like.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, what about kind of Lauren and Joe? What did you think to the to the actual sort of main meet up on the on the Saturday? Did you guys kind of enjoy the the few hours that you had had there as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, we we were lucky in the sense that we got a lift up off Holly's mum, and although Weatherspoons didn't have the full menu, I think there was certainly a lot to um, satisfy everyone's needs there, but. My favourite part's got to be the walk on the beach, because I, I like walking on beaches anyway. and But at Blackpool, <laughs> the, you know, they've got a massive beach, and, you know, it it was great for the guide dogs as well, whether they were meant to be on there or not, but no-one said anything. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What about what you, Lauren? you Lauren? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, like Joe said, even though that you didn't have the
3: full menu at Webbersome's due to the fire or whatever, and
5: yeah. um, I think they did quite well, to be honest.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I and think that uh, I think you need really to explain well, really why there wasn't a full menu at the Witherspoons, because there had been a fire in the grill pan that day, and so they couldn't use all the cooking facilities. Oh, right.
0: Yeah.
5: And it was also good that all three guide dogs got to go on the beach, because I'm also a guide dog owner. And um, so even my guide dog got to join the other two for the you day. Know. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: Give them that bit of free time. I mean, the dogs got good walks in the evening, but they didn't get that sort of free time to do what they want, did they? So, that give them that run on the beach and stretch the legs. And, um, yeah. Good job. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't think you can mention the
3: beach
1: without
4: mentioning the donkeys either, can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it was
3: only my to go play with the donkeys.
1: The others alright. Well, that's Quinn for you
3: yeah i've got full of whatever it was <coughs> i Not felt ideas. sorry for the um there was well several um horses you know like horse and carriages um that were that kept going backwards and forwards along the prom as well i felt a bit sorry for them because they were black horses so i thought they they'd be really hot in the, with the yeah. weather being as it was yeah but um,
4: I, th- I think now, though, the restrictions on um, people running horses and donkeys and things like that is so strict that they have to rest them and they have to give them water breaks and oh, that yeah. and change them regularly. You know, I think it's a very strict um, criteria now to allow people to provide or to use animals in that way. Yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh,
4: no. Can we just
0: ask Holly, what, what, what did you think of Blackpool? Closer? Yeah, I really liked it. It
3: was really good.
0: What was your favourite part? Um. No. Don't know. Were the <laughs> no, beach? Oh, I saw it, really. Did you yeah. like the beach? Yeah, the beach was really good. I see Holly wanted to go on the two pence machines, but obviously we didn't have time in the end <laughs> because we had so much to do. Yeah, cuz
1: what what we did after the beach and that was the beauty of it, people it it was safe enough on the whole for people to to do things as a group, wasn't it? And then and also go out and do your own thing cuz me yeah. Me, Lauren, Karen, Wayne, and Holly and Joe went for a for a bit of a shop afterwards and then a coffee, yeah. and then we obviously met up with your mum, didn't we, when you, you guys went home? Yeah.
0: That's
4: right, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I think there fun. was a bit of a uh, thing. you know. I, 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 I just felt a bit, Mike, I don't know what you felt, but because some people went, I think some of the people who just came for the day, um, I'm sure they enjoyed it or whatever, but I felt they were a bit out of it a bit because they didn't, you know, and I'm sure they're happy with what they did, but they did stay. You know, there's a few who only came and they were kind of only there for a short time mm-hmm. and didn't come to the beach and with the rest of us going off. Yeah. Um, I know we did try to go back, but then they were leaving by that time.
3: Mm-hmm. So what about kind of overall then? What were people's kind of highlights of the weekend? If you could pick sort of one or two things that you sort of really enjoyed and thought, yes, yeah, that that kind of made the weekend.
1: What were they? Start with you, Michael. Well, I think really we thought about it, and then with you doing it, getting the you know the ticket for all the, the main attractions.
3: Oh yeah. Doing yeah, yeah. things
1: like Madame Tussauds, um wow. the tower. Never done the tower in my life. Um, sea Life Centre. You know the uh, the circus. And I think doing, doing that was probably one of the highlights, and the long walks, but. Just being with a group of good friends, I think that that to me made the weekend. Yeah,
3: definitely.
4: Pat, what about you? Yeah, I, I think the group really gelled well together on the whole, and I thought everyone got on great. Every, you know, there was no one um, kind of dragging back. I think everybody had a good time. I think the weather really made it, uh, and the hotel. And I think the whole setup, it was just, uh, I think everything just went brilliantly, really. I
3: think for me, it was kind of. It sounds maybe a little bit daft, really, but um, it, I think it was it was actually going to the ballroom because um, we got, uh, Catherine and I got the, the big ticket so we could go and do all kind of the main, you know, the, the big attractions, the tower and everything. Um, and and we, we went into the ballroom on, on the Saturday morning um, and it was a bit surreal, really, because I'm a, I'm a massive Strictly fan. Um, so, obviously, I've seen it, you know, on the telly when they do bits there and things. Um, but also a, a couple of weeks before, you know, we went to Blackpool, I was talking to my, my grandma about it and she was saying how much she loved going there when she was little. And so when, when me and Catherine then went in, we were both actually quite emotional because it brought back a lot of memories of our you know grandmas and things like that. But it was in a nice way, if that kind of makes sense, it was, it was, um, it was lovely. So yeah, that and, and all the nice walks and everything. And yeah, definitely. Um, what about
0: you, Joe? Well, I suppose my favourite part is um, what's something we do on all these meetups. It's meeting new people. Like, yeah. I, obviously, I did know you from St. Vincent's, Danielle, and I just obviously, you know, you were a lot, you're a lot younger than a me. A lot
3: younger, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so you know, it was nice to meet you as an adult, and to meet Catherine as well. Yeah. You know, we we heard Catherine singing on a school reunion. It was. You know, it was good to meet her. Good to meet um, Pat as well and, you know, Mike Scanlon as well. You know, I had a good chat with him that day. And, yeah. and with yourself as well, Mike, we had a good chat. Obviously, with, with the reunion, you were running around quite a lot, so you didn't have much of an, op- of an opinion to um, chat to anyone. So it was nice to have a good chat to you as well.
3: Yeah, what about you, Lauren? Um, I liked, like meeting, meeting up with everybody of the dogs on the beach and going to the beach. Hmm. I like going on the beach and everything really like meeting new faces and all that. So important question then would we all go again?
4: Yeah. I think that's a yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Good. So thanks a lot everyone that's been um, it's been good to kind of talk about it again and, and remember how how good it was. Um, Yeah. So keep your ears peeled for a uh, for any more bits that we that we do. And um, for those who've got some vision, we might even be able to find some half-decent pictures, might we, Michael, to uh, put on Facebook and, and Twitter over the next few weeks. So, um, yeah, thank yeah, you must. all very much, and we will speak to you soon. Why not email us at podcast at uk. <laughs> and join us at one or two or all of them so it's a it's
2: a bit of a tenuous link but talking about blackpool brings us on to events and first off we're going to go back a few weeks and michael's going to tell you about an event that uh, him and lauren went to
1: yeah lauren and i were invited to attend the prize giving ceremony at school which is the second time svlpa have been invited to attend and last year jim moran went on our behalf um, but this year, I managed to get some time off work and take some holiday, and um, and we both went along. It was it was good because we got to see all the children getting the, the prizes and and seeing what they've achieved over the year. Joe Lampton he provides a a shield for mobility, and Sid Wilson obviously everyone knows as well. He has a a trophy which is presented for music. He he wasn't there unfortunately, but Joe Lampton was, and along with that we present the Paul Lotton Award which goes to the head boy or girl from that particular year so um we we presented that as well so um it was it was good to to mix with the staff mix with the parents we're talking to some of the children as well and and hopefully we may even have some new listeners who heard about SVLPA at the day who are listening to this so welcome
2: yeah so it's nice and as well we we gave um a little present to each of the leavers didn't we
1: we did we've give them all a um, a gift gift certificate as well so um they can go and spend some money on our behalf
2: yeah which is really nice it's nice to keep those connections with the school and it is easier to do that over the past sort of year or so isn't it
1: it is there's much more of a link now between us and the school and and people are more welcome to to go back and they want to know more of what people are doing you know and, and john's really eager to find out more you know what past people are doing today and reaching out into the community and things like that so it's it is it's been great
2: yeah so um moving on now to our future events we were going to have a singing workshop on the 16th of august but there was a little bit of a hiccup with the venue um so we're still going to have an event there so as it's in the north i will let michael tell you about it
1: so yeah so after qu- quite a bit of discussion we we decided to go for Southport. it was close because we were thinking of being a bit nostalgic for the school trips and going to the other place people went to of new brighton
2: ah oh, you see that would have been really full of nostalgia wouldn't it going on the ferry and going on the fair if it's still there i assume it is is it
1: I think there is still a fair so it has actually been discussed on Facebook since hasn't it the um, it
2: has ride. yeah so
1: we're definitely yeah. going to put that in for an event and maybe maybe leave it till next year when it's a bit lighter and a bit warmer and then we can take the ferry across I <laughs> think it wouldn't be the same going on the train would it
2: no no you've got to do the ferry you've got to yeah yeah so it's
1: yeah definitely uh, in the diary for next year so we're going to start putting a the diary together for the next 12 months So 16th of August is going to be Southport. So keep an eye on the Facebook and newsletters and everything else for more update on exactly where. I have a feeling what might happen is a little bit like Blackpool where people will meet up, people will want to go for a walk, um, maybe see if the sea's in.
2: (laughs) You're joking, aren't you? I still live 20 minutes from Southport and it was never
1: in. (laughs) I have seen it a few times, but no, it's not usually in, is it?
2: no but it's a good place to take a dog for a run actually because you've got miles and miles of sand and they don't get very wet
1: <laughs> yeah, so i think that you know, that may be what people want to do as well which is good you know use it's a nice sort of area so there are things to do and um, people in the group might decide to do that so um if you've got yeah, any yeah. ideas bring them along
2: well you've got your shopping as well haven't you in southport which yes. is nice and um, Pleasureland if it's still there
1: there's a new one, yeah, the old one closed and they built a new one as far as I'm aware.
2: So. Perhaps as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so think... plenty to do in Southport, really. It sounds like it's a really quiet, quiet town, but it actually there is quite a lot to do.
1: There is. So moving forward, we're looking at September.
2: So, yeah, so we're hoping to do a local meetup in York, Um which there's obviously nothing set down yet for that there isn't a definite date and there isn't a venue but we're looking at York with kind of the view of maybe doing a weekend break in York early next year as well so you can let us know if you'd like that Um, we've had some quite positive feedback in the past about York but we've just never been able to fit it into the diary but hopefully this time we will.
1: We will get onto it because it's one well, of them onto the to-do list, which we need to find if we can get a good venue at the right sort of price. I mean, that's going to determine if we can do York or not. It is. And if we can get some around the forty to fifty pound um, per person per night dinner, bed and breakfast. If we can't, I think it's not really going to be a viable option, is it?
2: No, but it's a shame because there's so much to do again in York, isn't there?
3: Lots is. and lots
2: to do. So hopefully, we will do our best. We will start putting feelers out and looking on websites and things and um, see what we can come up with
1: and then we can even look at maybe getting a couple of escorted tours or something like that which we know a lot of places will do so um, that is sort of the plan for um, for york and york next year and then let's move on to november
2: yeah we have our weekend break in western supermare that's running from the 14th to the 17th and it's at a price of £45 per person per night. That's dinner, bed and breakfast. Are they still doing the RNIB 10%? I think they are. As
1: far as I'm aware, they've not stopped it yet, so you know, do take advantage of that. And like you said last time, you've got the nine months free membership as well.
2: You have, so you can get it for £41.50 a night for dinner, bed and breakfast. It's one of the Vision Hotels. Um, Western Supermare is quite flat, isn't it? It's, it's quite it easy to get around and everything.
1: There is. It's um, quite a reasonable shopping centre. You've got bowling, and a cinema if you want, uh, a nice, you know, reasonable seafront with a pier. Um, if you want an evening walk, because I know at though no, people sometimes went out for an evening walk, and we did at Blackpool along the the front. So it's probably a little bit easier because Tim, if you've got to get sort of get down quite a bit too, haven't you? And then you, you're walking along it. I think it's going to be it's going to be nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. The only advantage I think to Timmy is that you can walk through the hotel grounds and you're straight on the seafront you straight on the prom, whereas Western, you cross, I think you cross a road to get to it, don't you?
1: You do, yes.
2: But correctly. there's quite a few booked already, so come along and join the party if you feel you can.
1: Yeah, and I think there's probably about eight or so booked already, so um, maybe a few more, so there's already quite a few coming, so yeah, if you and if you're wondering should I do it, you know, give us a call, have a chat about it, um, you know, ask questions, come on Facebook, tweet us, you know, ask the questions and we'll try and answer them for you
2: yeah definitely we're always happy to sort of tell you what you know what it's going to be like and and also if you you know if you want to ask us who might if there's anybody that you know who might be going then you know we'd be happy to sort of help with that as well but you know maybe get a couple of friends together and come as a as a little group or something
1: because we do get asked who's coming don't we quite a lot but in fairness it's not really we can sort of mention a few but we don't tend to
2: no we don't tend to but if somebody asked us is such a body coming then we could you know we could yeah. do that
1: yeah we can do that if people asking personally who's coming it's different than yeah. publicly obviously it's um yeah we can't do that and if people want a book you need to call the hotel direct on 01934 and quote svopa
2: just thinking about it if they want to ask who's coming they can always post on Facebook and then it's up to people to say if they are or not if yes. they're on Facebook of course not everybody is but it's one way of finding out if any of your friends are going
1: it is because a lot of people do that don't we and they too. we also do put it out as an event on Facebook and people will say if they're coming sometimes people will say they're coming and then decide they're not but on the whole people will, you know, say they are
2: yeah so, in between times, we will have usual local meetups around the northwest, won't we? Um, sort of towards the end of the year, we'll probably have something in Manchester or Liverpool.
1: We will, uh, like I said, we've got Southport, um, then York if we can get that to go ahead. We'll probably do something in October, probably Manchester, I suspect, Manchester area, because obviously we've done Liverpool area. Uh, mm-hmm. It's nice to have something just before a weekend break as well. Cause, if you get a couple of new people who are thinking mm, should i come or they've booked and they are not sure they done know people we had that last year where a couple came to liverpool and got to know people before the event so that's quite a nice thing as well
2: yeah so that really is is it for events but if there's anything you'd like as an event then you know you can email us um podcast.svopa.co.uk and we will always look at other people's ideas it's not just about what what we decide it's not.
1: And that's where Blackpool came out and Chester. It's just we do like to try and keep about, you know, six to eight weeks gap between them to make, make them not too often. So people have a chance to enjoy them a bit different. And um, also we like to try and check out venues if we can, rather than just say, right, we'll go somewhere and doing it without having an idea that the venue's gonna be suitable, don't we?
2: We do. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm really excited about this interview, everybody, because I want to introduce a lady who taught me Braille at St Vincent's and also dragged me kicking and screaming through my O-levels in English and made sure that I passed (laughs) them both. Um, I knew her as Sister Frances, but she's now Sister Patricia. Hi, Sister Patricia.
5: Hello, and it's lovely to hear you. (laughs)
2: Thanks.
5: (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, Jo, um, I think you're wanting to know a bit about um, uh, when I decided to become a sister, is that right?
2: Yes, please. If we start with that,
5: that'd be great. Yes. Well, you see, I was born in the middle of the North York Moors, miles away from anywhere, and um, I went to a Catholic school, which was in the next village from ours, and I always remember that there was a priest came one day, and he talked about the foreign missions, and he said, I'm not going to tell you who go on the foreign missions and who won't, you see. And he said, you will, you won't, and he went around this circle of kids who were about nine years old. And he said to me, you won't. And I said to myself, I will. (laughs) So that was the beginning, right? And then later on, I went to Darlington to school because there was no Catholic secondary school anywhere near us in the middle of the Moors. And that was when I met our sisters. And they were a great lot, you know, and we could hear them in the evening having a hilarious time at their recreations out in the grounds. And I thought, oh, I'd love to be part of that. And as time went on, I began to realise that, you know, that was what God was asking me to do. And um, one day I was sitting up on the moors, um, just looking down our valley, down our dale, and you could see the village down at the bottom, and it was a beautiful day. And it seemed as though God seemed to be saying to me, look, I've given you all this, what about all those people who live in awful conditions and don't have all this? Are you prepared to come and work for me there? And I said yes. And that was it really.
2: Wow, that's lovely. What a lovely story.
5: <laughs> yeah, so that was the beginning, you know. And then after I'd done my training as a sister, um, I went to college. And then um, I taught in London and they asked me to do my degree at the same time as I was teaching. So I used to teach during the day, go out to the university in the evening. And we had lectures from six till nine every evening. And then I had to study like mad at the weekend to try and get through. And eventually, I did get through my degree in English. So that's why I was teaching English, you know. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: And then after that, um, I went again to Darlington, where I had been in school. And I taught there as well. So I taught in the Secondary Modern School in London and in the Comprehensive School in Darlington. And that was it before I came to St. Vincent's.
1: So, after, obviously, were they mainstream um, schools? Sorry? Were they mainstream schools?
5: Yes, they were, yes. And that was the reason why they asked me to come to St Vincent's, because um, they really wanted to keep in touch with what was going on in mainstream schools. And I know some of them had gone out to school, you know, to do um, O levels and A levels, but they really wanted somebody to do it in school, And um, that's why they thought that a deputy head with some experience of ordinary teaching would be a a plus, you see, so that's where I came in. And I went to Ireland for three months to learn Braille and, um, you know, as much as I could about um, teaching blind and partially sighted people. And then um, I went to um, Birmingham University to do their year's um, course and... After that, then I got going in St. Vincent's.
1: So when did you start at St. Vincent's? Um, I started in
5: 1978.
1: Ah, just after me then.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, you were in my very top class at the very beginning.
1: Well, I started in 77 at the school. And I left in 88. Oh, did you? Yes. I... Oh,
5: yeah. So you must have been there all the time. I had an idea you were in that very first class that I had.
1: No, I was never in your class
5: No, oh, well then, I've got you mixed up with some other Michael. But that doesn't matter, (laughs) because I still know you as you now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what sort of memories have you got from St. Vincent in those early years?
5: Um, Oh, very happy memories, I must say. You know, um, one of the things was that the the children there were so keen to learn. Um, In comprehensive schools, very often, um, they weren't all that keen to learn. They wanted to do anything else but learn, you know? Yeah. And I thought, you know, the ones in St. Vincent were just dead keen to get on, and so it was lovely we, we just got on. And um, your little group, um, who did the English, do you remember? Um, you were a delight, really, because <laughs> I knew you were going to do well, and it was up to me to make sure you did, you know, and you did. There was
2: only four of us, if I remember. There was Sean Morgan, Sarah Craig and Maxine Upton.
5: That's right. Oh, (laughs) dear. We had some funny times, didn't we? We did. We definitely did. But I always thought that if, if you had a laugh now and again, you learnt much easier. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely. and so that was my idea. But I also remember New Brighton. Do you remember New Brighton? Oh, yes.
4: Oh,
5: yes. Yes. Oh, that was something else. Um, I remember one time we were on the fair, you know, and um, always we had to accompany any child who went on any of the rides. Well, I went on one with um, Alan, I think it was his name was, and it was a most awful tummy-turning ride that I've ever been on. But he loved it, and we no sooner got off, and he said, oh, can we have another go? Oh. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Anyway, I managed to do it, and got off and staggered over to the sea wall, you know, and sort of tried to get my, my tummy to behave itself. And then another teacher came and stood beside me, and he said, I think you lo- you feel, no, I feel like you look, he said. <laughs> and, you know, for about a week afterwards, I just had to think of that ride, and I felt really sick. Uh-huh. But apart from that, it was really good fun going to New Brighton, wasn't it?
2: It was. It was brilliant. It was a lovely day. It was.
5: Yes. Mm-hmm. So that that's another of my memories. And another one is of a little boy called Colin. And Colin um, really tried hard with his Braille, but he found it ever so hard. And um, one day he said, you know, if I get halfway through this, I'll be doing really well. And I said, oh, I don't know. I mean, he might get on a bit further, thinking to myself, oh, dear, I don't think he will. Anyway, when we got halfway through, he brought me a plant. And he said, I brought you a plant to say thank you for getting me halfway through. So I said, oh, thanks ever so much. My heart sank because I'm hopeless with plants. But luckily, he knew I was hopeless with plants. So he said, I'll tell you what I know that you can't look after plants very well so put it on that windowsill and I'll come and I'll feel it and when it's it's ready for some water I'll tell you and you put it on until I tell you to stop so I said okay I'll do that and it grew beautifully that plant which was good you know
1: and And, did he complete uh, the course
5: um, no, he didn't ever get right through it. Um, his memory was so bad that he just couldn't remember. You know what a lot of memorising there is in the Braille. Oh, yeah, he just yeah. couldn't cope with it all. But he certainly made a valiant effort.
1: The good thing with Braille, depending even wherever you get to, it's always a useful skill. Sort of well, it is,
5: because even if you can only do um, Grade 1, yeah. at least you can communicate, can't so. you? I mean, you oh. might not read all that much, but he can write it.
1: One thing that would be really interesting, I mean obviously you don't have to, is everyone has probably wondered what life was like away from the students at school.
5: How do you mean?
1: You know, as obviously when when you were sort of off duty and you know, having a, a laugh with the fellow nuns and <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah, we had a community room where we used to meet in the evenings, you know. And we, we'd we tell any funny things that had happened during the day for one another. We watched a bit of television and, you know, it was just like family, really.
1: Because that's one thing you, you just never sort of hear about, is it the behind-the-scenes sort of thing?
5: No, no. Um, mind you, a lot of time in the evening was spent in preparing lessons and things. Mm-hmm. You know, we really had to do an awful lot of extra work.
1: I can imagine it was quite hard as well.
5: But, yes, it was. By, by the time it came to the holidays, you were just about on your knees. But we it. didn't mind that because um, the, the children got on, you know, and that was the important thing, really, wasn't it? Mm-hmm.
2: I can remember you coming in and talking to us when we were in the fifth year and um, when the girls had their own sort of group, the fifth-year girls, and you, your room was quite close by along the corridor and you used to come in and talk to us at night and that was lovely, some really happy memories. You
5: liked it. that, did you?
2: Yeah, it was good, <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. Yes, um, I, yes, I remember that very well. <clears throat> and afterwards, Sister Mary Claire took the older girls later on Mm. I don't know if you remember, Sister Marie-Claire. I remember. She might have that left she... before... I mean, you might have left before she came. I do remember being at school and seeing her around school. Yeah, but she taught childcare.
2: Yeah, no, I never did that, but I do remember seeing her around the school.
5: No, no, she she, she did. And she had the older girls out of school, um, you know, a few years later. Uh-huh. And um, I remember one girl said, um, Oh, I've gone and spilled something, sister. She said, Well, go and wipe it up, will you? And um, this girl had a bit of sight, but not very much. And um, so she went and she said, I can't find the cloth, sister. And um, sister went into the kitchen and she said, what's this? And it was pink. And she said, oh, I thought that was an ornament. Because oh. <laughs> it was pink, you see. And she'd expected oh. the cloth to be a different colour altogether. Yeah. A, a kind of grey, you know. <laughs> oh. so, so we had our learning to do as well as anybody else, you know. You couldn't take anything for granted. You had to be prepared, you yeah. know, for different things to crop up. Of course. But, but we had happy times together, our sisters as well. And we used to go away for our holiday. And we would go either to our families or perhaps go to another sister's house. Sometimes it was by the sea. And we could go by the sea and we could swim if we could swim.
0: Oh, lovely.
5: So it was kind of normal, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: So into, in 1987, you obviously moved on. I from did, Vincent's yeah. And, um, and Sue Clamp came in, who it was, was lovely nice. to see at the reunion this year. Yeah. And, oh, good. Yeah. I yeah. To, oh, accidentally, I actually rung her as one of my customers.
0: Uh, Is that
1: right? So, uh, yeah, so we're talking and I invited her along and she came, which was really, you know, fantastic.
5: Oh, good. So what did you do?
1: Because I know you are back doing a little bit of rail now, but what did you
5: do in the... um... Well, I had a year sabbatical and I did a sort of course for um, myself, you know, a a religious course. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And then I was in the rehab centre in Christopher Grange for about 18 months. And then they needed somebody for the University Chaplaincy in Salford. They wanted a sister there. Now, I wasn't sure about that, because really our work isn't with university students on the whole. Um, anyway, I went. But after a year, they decided I was more needed in Ethiopia, so I was shot off to Ethiopia. Right.
1: So you finally did get to go to the foreign missions, even I though you told you weren't <laughs> going to make it.
5: Yes, at the end of it all, I did. Yeah. Yes, And I had eight very happy years. In Ethiopia, and um, I was mainly teaching um, young girls who wanted to be sisters, and I was teaching them English, but also I was teaching them about the history of our order, and how to pray and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I and, can, sorry, go ahead. I can
1: imagine then I mean, I mean, when was it the prize giving last week? The when the Monday group did their song, that must yes. have brought some memories back. Did, Which
5: song was that? I can't
1: did, remember. I didn't, no, they did an African song, didn't they? The oh, London yes. yes. Group.
5: Um, it's, it's the African Freedom song, isn't yeah. it?
1: Um, yes, it
5: was lovely, that.
1: I really enjoyed that because I love African music as well, especially yes. African worship music. And,
5: uh, and, that, and that is particularly um, poignant because it was the one they sang all through all their troubles, you know, mm-hmm. to keep them going. But Ethiopian music is very different from that. Um, the Ethiopians don't see themselves as African at all. They're, they're much more um, looking towards Egypt and that part. They're more of a Semitic race, really. So they're quite different from the Northern ordinary Africans. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were lovely people. And although they hadn't very much, they got the best out of life, they really did. You know, you'd see little boys playing with um, a, a sort of little cart that they made out of wire. And they would be running it along on a handle. Round the streets, and it kept them happy for ages. Oh. And I thought any child over here wouldn't have even looked at that toy. No, they wouldn't.
1: That's quite but they
5: were thrilled to bits with it, you know? Oh. It certainly made you realise what was important and what wasn't.
2: So what did you do after those eight years, Sister Patricia?
3: What?
5: Did you say after the eight the years? Kid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When I came back from Ethiopia, it was because my mother was getting very, very old, and she had to go into a home in Whitby, and I felt I needed to be near where she was so that I could go and visit her sometimes, you know. And so I was placed again in Darlington, and that time it was in a parish, and uh, I worked in the parish as a parish sister. Um, I used to visit a lot of elderly people. And I also um, helped with organising events and um, giving um, talks and all that kind of thing. So that kept me out of mischief for a good long time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And you're back at school now,
5: aren't you? Yes, um, after 11 years in Darlington, um, I was asked to come back here to um, Christopher Grange and then um, they wanted somebody to help with Braille And it just so happened that I had more knowledge of Braille than anybody they knew, because I'd learnt to read it with my fingers.
2: Ah, of course, yes. Yes,
5: and not many um, sighted people do that, you know. And they can see a whole word at a time. Whereas when you read it with your fingers, you have to build it up, don't you? You do. After a while, when you get very good at it, you can skim across and you know what it is. Yes. You know, but it's a different experience reading it with your fingers, because some signs are so similar to others that Mm. you can get mixed up, and there's all the reversals, aren't there, and all that.
2: Oh, yeah, I remember you saying, don't remember them as reversed, (laughs) because it's just (laughs) confuses. I
5: know, (laughs) yeah, because um, you can get very confused, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah.
5: And um, I thought also, if I'm going to teach something to um, youngsters of, say, 12, 13, 14, I must be prepared to go through the experience myself because I will never know what they're going through trying to learn this Braille unless I do.
3: Yeah.
5: And that was what made me want to read it with my fingers. And luckily I have quite sensitive fingers, so I was able to do it. Mm. And I still do it when I'm teaching them because it makes such a difference. And I really love it. I think it's a fascinating subject, is, um, Braille.
2: It is. Well, you certainly, because um, I I run a Braille support group on Facebook now we, for adult, well, and children. Um, oh, do are, you? Yeah, who are oh, learning good. Braille. And we all help each other out and we've got some qualified yes. Braille tutors on there and Braille is still alive and well, thank goodness.
5: Yes, it is. Yeah, In fact, it's it's used more in St. Vincent's now than it used to be, you know.
2: Is it really?
5: It yeah. is, yes, because a lot of those who've got um, multiple disabilities, because, um, they need grow because they can't do, you know, they can't manage lots of other things. Yeah. Um, we seem to have a lot more blind children than we had before. We had a lot of partially sighted before, but we've got very few partially sighted ones now.
2: Ah, oh, that's interesting.
5: Well, and I'm some afraid. of them have been in ordinary schools with support, but somehow or other they've fallen by the wayside and they've lost all their confidence. And so it's really a case of building up their confidence and helping them to realise they can do it, you know? Yeah.
1: Again, that's something we've been discussing quite a lot recently, sort of the, not the mainstream versus specialist, because there isn't, you know, depending where you are, one can be better than others, but you know, it's a postcode lottery, isn't it, to what people get and, and what mm. suits, and they're both vitally important and any loss of Yeah,
5: it's not just that though, it's also the fact that if you're pretty intelligent and you come from a family who are very supportive, Um, I think you can manage in mainstream because the family will help with a lot of the aspects of um, education that you don't get in school. Mm. Mm. You know, there's a lot of things like um, um, hygiene and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, that people don't think of, but really are quite big things to contend with. And um, I think that if they're not super bright, they fall by the wayside, because a lot of of, um, classes, they have maybe two or three with different disabilities, not just blindness, but all sorts of other things, and a teacher with 30 children in a class is going to be hard put to it, aren't they, to manage all that lot. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds good, you know, The, the parents say, oh, it'll make them the same as everybody else going to an ordinary school. But in reality, it makes them even more different at times. And it's not, I mean, some can manage, but a lot can't. And it's awful when you see them coming in absolutely done in, you know, Mm -hmm. and often picked on and bullied. Mm -hmm. And you feel so sorry that they didn't get to us sooner. Yeah, yeah. And and they do flourish in St. Vincent's. It's amazing
1: i mean i've seen that in a couple of times i've been back in the last 12 months you've talked you know, i've talked to say the same parents a couple of times or the same children yeah and and they've said where you know, where they were and where they are now and it's like you know as a past pupil we, we've still got a love you know not the place is not the right thing but we've got a passion for the school as a school
4: yeah and
1: and it makes I mean so much to us as past people that I think it's still going when so many have closed. I know. And, and it's going from strength to strength and it's building up the numbers. And, yeah. and it's, it's a blessing, you know, the way it's, the way it's going. It's, yeah. It
5: is, isn't it? It's
1: exciting.
5: It is, yes. Uh, and Dr. Patterson is full of enthusiasm, you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> he, he, he really is, though. And, you know, he's, he's a good Christian man as well. And um, he's very keen that we as sisters pray for them. And we have a prayer group on a Monday, no, Tuesday afternoon here. Um, People come, a few people from outside, and a few of us. And we pray for uh, special things, you know? And we have St. Vincent's uh, on, and the name of St. Vincent's on the table in front of us to remind us to pray for them specially. And he came once as well. And um, he was really so pleased that we were going to do that
1: what do you see and what's the future holding for sister patricia uh, for a future holding for... <laughs> for yourself for
5: me What are your yeah. plans well I, i'm semi-retired now you see and um so i teach the burial at saint vincent's a day and a half um i um write a mission newsletter now which comes out about three times a year and um i just go a bit more gently and um, I'll probably stay here as long as they want me to. But um, if they feel that I'm getting too decrepit, you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> and losing my marbles, then I'll probably go on to what, one of our houses which is specifically organised for older sisters. But I'm not I'm not to reach that stage yet. You've not yet. got
1: to that stage no, yet. No, no you well definitely haven't yet. got to that no
5: stage one one yet. No, I <laughs> <laughs> But I'm 77, you know. So, wow, I would have known You know, that. you get older, don't you? You do. Uh,
1: uh, I think well, I would have been what 16 when I last saw you. I mean, obviously not counting the other month and the you know when you left the school, so it's a couple of years ago.
5: I was. Yeah. Oh well, we're all getting old, but well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Life goes on. <laughs> okay, so do you think that's about enough now? I think that is, and thank yeah, you very brilliant. much. And thank you very much. It's been lovely talking to you both. Yeah, yes, yes. Right. Bye now. God bless. God bless. Bye. God bless. Bye. Why not follow us on Twitter at SVOP?
1: Well, that comes to the end of episode 30 of the SVOPA podcast for July 2014. Again, as we said at the beginning, I can't believe we're wrapping up our 30th episode.
2: I know it's amazing Um, what we haven't done this time is around the school in 10 lessons so we will be doing that on the next podcast and we will be covering King's Wing that will be what we knew as K3, 4, 5 and then at the bottom of the corridor the science room and the art room so if you would like to take part in around the school then let us know.
1: Yeah because we'll do that for the next one won't we? ideally what we're looking for is again someone who were there in the, the 60s and things like that's so where we, we obviously really need to get that that input on how it's changed especially when it was a junior section as well
2: so yeah we that
1: would get be good on that one. and other things to contribute you know, over to you and um, i know there's loads of people who want to come on there so let's have little recordings send them in and we can play them for you and the I confess
2: yes we haven't had a confession for a while so if you want to confess please do
1: (laughs) Yep. so how can people get in touch
2: okay you can email us at podcast at svopa.co.uk
1: you can tweet us at svopa
2: you can find us on facebook by searching svopa and we have a page and a group
1: and there's probably other ways you can get in touch as well. Oh, yes, there is. And you can also call...
2: <laughs> I think you should leave that in.
1: And you can also call me direct on 0161 287 1841 or also on 07930 444 And... One thing we never actually say, but if you listen via iTunes, go on and give us a review. It'd be nice to have a five-star review for something, you know, if you enjoy it. Uh, It would. would, Yeah, so, you know, do that. And don't forget to check out the VI Talk um, podcasts, audio boo, and on Facebook as well.
2: Yeah, so I think that's it for now, isn't it? Um, So thanks for joining us. It's been a bit of a rambly one, but um, we've enjoyed it and uh, still can't believe we've got to 30 episodes. I know
1: it's good isn't it so until next time speak to you soon
2: bye bye